When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hi there, and welcome to Thinking Sideways. I'm Steve. I'm Joe. Oh, I'm Devin. Did you forget what we're doing again? I guess I, guess I always forget. I always, it's everybody does it differently. <laughs> Joe's always like, I'm joined as always by blah, 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 blah. And then when I'm doing it, I don't have to think about it at all. So. Well, you guys shamed me out of doing on my left, on my right, because <laughs> then you always made fun of me. So I stopped doing that. Right. But anyway. Those people this, don't care. This okay. is Thinking Sideways, the podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about a story that uh, probably a lot of people haven't heard about, which is the Battle over Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Los Angeles. You're talking about the movie, right? Uh, Have you seen that movie? I have. No, I've seen the previews. No, it looks action-packed. But well, anybody who's seen the movie will probably agree with me. As a feature-length film, it was garbage. Mm. It was really bad. But the great thing about that movie is, if you've seen it, you actually know about the story that we're going to talk about today. Because in that movie, at the beginning, they put up some fake uh, newspaper clippings or headings, headlines, that talk about the Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, really? They do. I don't know if this is intentional or accidental, but they sort of got the year and the date wrong. Mm. But they, they talk about the event. Yeah. Well, so, so the event was a precursor, like a, a scouting mission? According to the movie, yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's where they're going. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's why whenever I see anything in the sky and I don't know what it is, I get up my fifty cal and start blazing away at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know they're a scouting mission. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, well, let's, let's move to the story. Okay. All right. If anybody who knows their World War II history will remember that the attack on Pearl Harbor happened on the 7th of December, 1941. Mm-hmm. And immediately after that, the United States jumped into World War II and the population was all behind it. Everybody was gung ho. But there were also a lot of fears that the Axis would attack. I believe it was mostly the Japanese people were worried about were going to attack our uh, native soil. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, 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 actually, yeah. they actually did. They sent those balloon bombs over. There were balloon bombs, yeah. and there were a lot of scares. And like the balloon bombs, there were a couple of things that did actually happen. Yeah, most which, of them, yeah. Didn't cause any damage at all. Yeah, and and actually one of those attacks is the precursor to the Battle of Los Angeles, or over Los Angeles. Depending Mm -hmm. on where you read, it's said in a number of different ways. But that having been said, on the 23rd of February, 1942, a Japanese submarine surfaced outside of Galena, California, which is on the coast, and it fired 15 shells at an oil refinery. 
thankfully their aim is really bad. Ha. So they, they didn't damage, make any serious damage to anything. So but it's a lot like the movies, actually. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But they did, uh, they did scare the crap out of a lot of people. Yeah. And then they, they you know, descended and disappeared. Nobody knew where they were. The U.S. Naval uh, Intelligence Service put out a warning, and remember, this first attack was on the 23rd. Mm -hmm. They put out a warning that said that on the 24th, there was likely to be another Japanese attack on the coast of California, presumably in Los Angeles. So so they were like at the red level of the terror alert? Yeah, like... they, they blacked out. I think they had a citywide blackout or you were supposed to keep your lights, you know, you draw the curtains, mm, so you so... keep it dark. Yeah, you drive you know, with hooded headlights and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so glad that we have better targeting technology these days because we don't need to black out because it wouldn't do us any good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. we don't need to go through all that beat. No, no, we don't have to go through all uh, that. It must have been a great time for stargazing. Probably well, was. Yeah. No, uh, what is it? Light pollution, right? Yeah, no light pollution. Yeah, no light pollution. That would have been kind of nice. That would be kind of sweet. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this warning goes into effect, and it went into effect at 7.18 p.m., Okay. and it was turned off or went out of effect at 10.23 p.m., because nothing had happened. There was nothing going on, so the naval intelligence said, well, nope, everything's fine. Sorry oh, they about were like, that. well, if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Mm -hmm. There's no way that they could be running a little late. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. They had a three-hour window, and they didn't arrive, so their <laughs> yeah. reservation is canceled. Three hours oh, okay. and five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's the extra five minutes that really does it. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's yeah. kind of mystifying in and of itself. It's like, you know, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, if they're out there, they can pretty much pop up and shout, shoot at us anytime they feel like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually that's kind of what happens happens well sometime after midnight so now we're at the 25th of february unidentified objects or a object we're not really sure which was picked up about a hundred miles off of the california coast as a side note when i was doing the reading i couldn't figure out how they knew that this thing was 100 or 120 miles out because radar technology at that time had a uh, range of 22 miles. Yeah. Could it have been like a warship? It could be. There is such a thing as radar picket ships. And so, oh, were there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, there are. So, so it could have been a, could have been a warship. I possibly, presumed or... that it was ground-based radar. That's mm -hmm. why I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. But that, that would explain it. If yeah. they were expecting something from Japan, they likely would have had a lot of... Obviously, yeah. The more notice, the better. So having, yeah. some, having a line of ships out there offshore probably would be a good idea. Okay. So, yeah. so that explains that piece. So it's, it's a, about 100, 120 miles out. They pick up... An object or objects, the reports are unclear. At 2.20 a.m., the city of Los Angeles was pushed into another blackout because these objects, or single object, again, I don't know which it is, had made their way to the coast, and we they figured that it was over the city or approaching the city, so let's black it out so they don't know where the city's at so they can't bomb the city. Uh, okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That logic is super sound, but okay. Well, when you if you think about the technology that day and age, it's not mm. not that advanced. So I'm going to bomb a target that I can see. Yeah, at that's, night. that's true. Yeah, so that's fair. If it's not lit up, I don't know exactly where it is. So I I'm don't guessing. know where it is. Well, they'll still drop their bombs, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. got to hit something. Well, this is pretty obvious to everybody now, but the residents of Los Angeles are 
freaking out. Oh, sure. Because the city has just been forced into a blackout. Did they just, like, cut the generators? They just cut the power. Wow. Yeah, uh, there's reports of people who were at diners or at places, mm. and, and all of a sudden, boom, power's gone. Mm. They just shut it off. I know the off. sound effect that goes along with that. Yeah? Yeah, you know, it's the doo. Oh, yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and the light, Exactly. That's it. What's that sound when you lose Pac-Man? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we're really off topic. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So, like I said, the people are freaking out. There were reports that varied, and I mean varied all over the map, from 25 planes at 12,000 feet into the air to a balloon with a flare on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, people are kind of, kind of. Everybody's calling in, saying, "I saw this, I saw that." They're just hysteria, I guess, is the best way to say it. Which, when you think about it, is, is kind of silly because Los Angeles is a big place, mm-hmm. and twenty-five planes. Even if they've got bombs on them, the chances of one of those bombs hitting you is about the same chances as you winning the lottery. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have much to worry about. I think that people who live in Los Angeles have higher expectations of winning the lottery. Ah, uh, that's a good point. They're, Possibly. And they probably think that those planes are coming in precisely for them. Yeah. Yeah, because, hey, I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, no we... offense to our L.A. listeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and, but that reminds me of a joke, but I'll tell no. you guys later. Yeah, tell us that later. At 3.30 a.m. on the 25th of February, mm-hmm. something is detected. And the anti-aircraft installations that were spread around the city... Start going off. What? What? Are, what are those? That is fifty caliber guns that Just are like sh- hidden. Uh, no, the they were they were uh, they were installations oh. because the, the war effort. They were prepared for okay. a coastal attack, so okay. they had. I believe it was six different locations around mm. the Los Angeles area. They had these fifty caliber guns, and these guns are shooting. 12.8 pound rounds. That's what they shoot into the air. Um, I think that the, I don't think there were fifty cows. I mean, because uh, I mean, the projectile on a fifty cows is weighs a lot less than that. But a lot of anti-aircraft guns are like kind of, kind of like cannons, and they mm-hmm. shoot these they shoot these shells that explode in midair. Right, it's they're a, not just they're, bullets. The, yeah, no, yeah. they're not bullets. They're they're frag. Yeah, they're frag. uh, fragmenting they're rounds yeah. is yeah. what that is. And uh, my dad was in the in the bomb squad when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and so I I kind of it took me a while as I was reading about this, and people may not understand this, but how an anti-aircraft gun works especially in those days, is it's not a guided rocket. Uh, it's just like a grenade. It's a grenade that yeah. you pump into the air and it gets a certain set height and then it explodes based on its fuse and it just fragments and just throws all this shrapnel around. Oh, just on the hope that it'll like tear up as much as it possibly can. Whatever's exactly. in its range yeah. of fire like a shotgun. It, exactly. is yeah. going to get blasted. It's, if you've ever watched those old, old World War II movies and there's things going off and there's all this rending metal in the plane of what whoever's mm, flying that's, that's what it is is it's all oh. this fragment material yeah. i'm and, learning and, and by the way of course there's always the um, inevitability of gravity so all which that, pulls it back down all those metal fragments you're putting into the air dudes yeah they come, <laughs> back, they come down. back down to earth yeah you know a funny a side story is like i said my dad was in the military and he, he dealt with the bomb squad uh-huh. i remember when i was a teenager he was on some exercise and they were using fragmenting rounds he actually got one stuck in his finger what 
Yeah, a, 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 a round a went off, and it was a stray piece, and hit his hand, and hit his, I think it's his his trigger finger, and he had to go to the hospital and have it pulled out. This day, he's got a pretty hefty scar on that finger. Did he get a purple heart, I hope? No. No, because yeah. it was a training exercise. Oh. But yeah. we did call him Frag Finger for a while. <laughs> that was just kind of a family joke. But anyway, so the, the they're shooting these rounds into the air. The shooting happens for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Just like blindly? Were they just like, well, there was, There's searchlights going on. They're trying to focus. They're trying to find whatever enemy craft is in the air, and they're just they're going after it. During this half hour, they shot 1,440 rounds into the air. What? That must have been fun. That's a lot. That's a lot of rounds. It yeah. was, according to accounts I've read, it was like watching a fireworks show. Yeah, just constant bang, 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 just explosions all over well, in the air. Well, there's a video, right? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see Old film, that. yeah. It's just like old film, and you're like looking, and you're just like, like it just looks like explosion, explosion, explosion. You can't hardly see anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this with like yeah. theories and oh, stuff, yeah, but, but it's just like explosions, explosions. Yeah. Everything is just happening all, all over the over place. All over the place. Yeah, the, the, the sad thing is, is that like, you really don't want to be outside watching it because all that, all that metal is going to rain down. Mm-hmm. You're like, you've got your neck crane back. Hey, and you're looking up there, well, and, ah, and that is one of the things. There was a lot of property damage yeah. from oh, yeah. all those fragments coming yeah, back I down to earth. There's I, pictures of houses with holes in them, cars with holes in them, duds that came down and punched through driveways and uh, streets and stuff. It's, I understand it was a several, lot of damage. Several people were killed just from metal fragments coming down, too. No, actually, people didn't die from fragments. Uh, the deaths that were reported from what I can... F- can piece together in the less sensationalized versions is there was at least one, if not two heart attacks <laughs> from all of the, the commotion yeah. and a couple of deaths in traffic accidents because what's going on, People you're seeing all this stuff yeah. and you're looking up as you're driving and you're not paying attention to where you're going mm. and you hit something. Yeah. And as and far as the heart speed, attacks goes, go, you know, people were probably going to have heart attacks anyway. Sooner or later. People it's... have heart attacks, you know, so it's probably, yeah, yeah. probably not even related. Yeah. Well, during the time, this half hour, that we're putting all this ordinance into the air, mm-hmm. more crazy accounts are happening. Okay. So, so, the, so the accounting from when the firing stopped to when it finished... Start is, to finish? Start to finish. Yeah. Completely unreliable. Okay. Because it was... There were, there were uh, reports that there was a craft in the air that was moving between, quote-unquote, very slow... To 200 miles an hour. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were multiples. At least four enemy craft were shot down, and one of them la- crashed onto one of the major uh, roads in Los Angeles. Seems legit. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, But the, the wreckage mysteriously disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing was found. Uh-huh. Nothing was found on the ground in terms of enemy craft. So there's a big issue. Uh, but the other thing is that... After they had done all this firing, so the searchlights are going on, they were pumping all these rounds in the air, we're trying to find an enemy and just hose them with it and, and cut them down. They stop the, the firing, and then 40 P-38 fighters are launched from one of the local military installations to go into the air, find these enemy craft, and track them down. And then find anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was up there. Yeah. No other enemy craft. Like I said, there was nothing that was on the ground. No dead. No wreckage. Nothing. Yeah. There's so, a. I'm just gonna do a little aside here. There's a episode of Futurama. 
<laughs> where mm-hmm. there's kill bots and you know you know the kill bots right I think they're I just remember, like yeah. just machine guns that are robots yes it, right? what a great idea yeah I like and that. uh there you know there's so many joke scenes about this right where like somebody will be like oh i don't know it seems like there was a fire and they'd be like fire and they'd start to fire and be like did somebody say fire what's going on guys and it'd just be like every you know just like chaos and i a little bit feel like that Happened like somebody was like, "Oh, there's something in the sky! Fire!" Everyone well, was like, "Fire! We're gonna fire! We're gonna just exactly. shoot!" Exactly. The first battery opens up, and then all the other batteries go. Oh, there's something going on. I somebody guess somebody got a little trigger happy, <laughs> and then everybody on. was like, "Oh, we better join in." Yeah. That's yeah, a little bit what it sounds like. That's right exactly now. it. And I'm you sorry, see, I don't that, mean to like tread on the No, because that's but... that's kind of the way I was thinking of it. Is yeah. it's the old movie trope of one guy fires and suddenly all the Everybody's machine guns firing. just go in. It's like we yeah. don't know what we're firing at. We were just shooting. Yep. Yeah. He started it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then the thing about it is, is too, is that flat grounds when they go off, they actually make they leave a trace of smoke behind. Mm-hmm. They make smoke. So I'm sure the air was pretty smoky up there. Exactly. And and when uh And then tra- and, and then and then searchlights are moving across all that layer of smoke. And we're we're going to talk about some of that when we get into the theories, but it is, there is a lot of smoke in the air because of all this mm-hmm. 1400 plus rounds that are up there exploding. You know, it just in, turned into a murky mess. Yeah, it was our, it's Los Angeles. It already was a murky uh-huh. mess. Not, not in the forties. <laughs> not, not by then. No, no, Probably not, not as really bad. Not, but no. so did the military say anything about this? Oh or? yeah. 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 They, uh, they, they put out some reports. Okay. Uh, the next day, one military uh, official said mm-hmm. that the entire thing happened due to a false alarm. <laughs> yeah, fire. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there was another guy who swore that he had seen an aircraft and it was most certainly some kind of craft in in the air. Now, remember, at this point, the term UFO isn't in circulation, so yeah. they weren't saying it was a UFO, but he said, I definitely saw something in the air. Uh, he was shortly thereafter mothballed. What? I'm um, sorry. Mothballed means he was uh, retired. Yeah, I oh. think that the word you're thinking of is like um, cashiered. Uh, that's another yeah, one. They moth, basically they put not, him out to farm. Yeah, yeah. Mothball is one you like take something and you put it in storage for for the possibility of future usage. Oh, that's yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So All he's right. Well, you know. cashiered. What does yeah. cashiered mean? Same thing. Yeah. It means he was yeah he was canned. He was canned. He yeah. was he was done. They yeah. they put him on pension. Or no, Thank another, you very much for your service. Did they I, actually put him on pension? Because like he uh, could yeah, have just no. kept talking. No, he was. Uh, as I understand, the guy the guy had been in for like twenty twenty. Yeah, he years, was. So he, he was a he was a high ranking official. Oh, okay. He was very decorated. Yeah. It wasn't like some. Uh, private. Okay. Who just, oh, thank you, private. You're done. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was a official War Department statement, and I love the official War Department statement, by the mm-hmm. way. And I, I, I really like the fact that it was called the War Department. Yeah. <laughs> now they call it Department of Defense. I like war better. Yeah, it's just got a better ring to it. It's a little more so. honest. Yeah. 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 So the War Department said, and I quote, Either they were commercial planes operated by an enemy from secret fields in California or Mexico, or they were light planes launched from Japanese submarines. In either case, the enemy's purpose must have been to locate anti-aircraft defenses in the area or to deliver a blow at civilian morale. Mission uh, I guess, succeeded. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to locate the anti, uh, anti-aircraft batteries in the area oh, by, yeah. by sacrificing yourself, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. by going kamikaze. Yeah, of course, there's no reason to do that because, I mean, as we all know from, from the, the, the decryptions of the Venona, have you heard of Venona? 
This uh, it, it sounds sort of familiar, but I'm, it's not ringing a bell. Well, Venona was this big project, basically. So we intercepted and decrypted all the communications between um, Japan and basically all of their allies and their spies in the U.S., etc. Okay. So essentially, we were aware of the fact that there were Japanese spies in America. Mm-hmm. We, you know, so we were well aware of this. That's and that's why the Japanese were in turn, which was, by the way, let me state, it's like was not fair because <laughs> yeah, it was know, a really bad move because, on our know, part. Yeah. You know, ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of them, I'm sure, were not spies, but there were a good number of spies in that community, mm-hmm. and so um, and that all came out, you know, decades afterwards when they finally declassified this stuff. So when you got all these spies on the ground, there's really no need to sacrifice planes and pilots to try to find out where the anti aircraft bar- batteries are. It's a little extreme. Yeah, it's a kind of a a hard way to go about Tough it. Tough to get somebody to volunteer for that task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, you know, the thing about it is, is you send a couple of planes in there and they get shot down and killed. How's he going to, like, report back the positions of the enemy? Well, <laughs> no, but that's what the spies are for, right? Yeah. Like, the spies can't figure it out because they're just, like, hidden in, like, towers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Sitting on the top of ridges, so quite obviously, just, like, with a big gun on it. Yeah. No, it was hidden. It had okay. a ribbon on it, probably, like a tree, maybe, like, yeah. around it. So the, they could couldn't tell where it was, so they were like, all right, send a couple jets in. Or uh-huh. not jets, I'm sorry, planes in. Yeah. And the things will go off, and we'll be like, okay, we can mark them on the map, and then we'll send the map back to you guys, and then we'll know where they are. No. Which I don't know why that would be helpful. Yeah. Thanks. To just know where they are. <clears throat> but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the, the whole th- And the other purpose, of course, is if you plan a, ma- a massive air raid on Los Angeles, don't you have better things to do with your military assets? Like, you know... Like you know, destroying military assets rather than just bombing a you know civilian city. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the whole the whole statement by the the War Department was a little weird to me, and I kind of equate it to saving face. Mm, yeah, I think that they didn't want to admit that they had screwed up. That somebody yelled fire. That somebody yelled yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, although you know, for for the guys way up higher, it's not that embarrassing because there's just some yokels down there manning the anti anti aircraft battery. Yeah. You know? So you just say, yeah, sorry. Well, sorry about that. Somebody got a little trigger happen. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that's the story. So now let's get into some theories about what happened. Okay. And right off the bat, the easiest theory is, well, duh, it was a UFO. UFOs. Of course, UFO. Yeah. Well, uh, te- okay, let's be honest here, right? Let's be very honest. Technically... It was an unidentified flying object. Technically, there could have been an unidentified flying object. You are correct. You mean that class of UFO that we call flying saucers? Well, that is one of them. And actually, there's multiple UFO theories on this one. I I really, I I think I kind of stole your thunder today, Devin, because I know you love the UFO style stories. And this, I believe, has three, if not four, UFO components I can't believe you stole this story from me then. Mm. Yeah, you can. Nah, you're right. Fine. Selling me out. Yep. Okay. Theory number one. It was a friendly flying saucer that just happened to have super awesome shields. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Here's the theory. Do you remember we were talking about the news footage earlier mm-hmm. and the floodlights that were in the air? Well, there's also a very iconic photo that was run in the LA Times that is multiple searchlights all shining on one location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that photo, we're going to talk about that, but that photo is what a lot of UFO enthusiasts are drawn to in this story. You mean ufologists? 
those people too. <laughs> uh, <We're both> experts. <laughs> and what they do is they, everybody says, well, obviously they were focusing on something and it must have been a UFO. Uh, they uh, say that, you know, it must have had fantastic shields and so it was, it didn't get hurt by so all of the, the flak. And it was able to, you know, go into warp drive and get out of there. Right. And they, yeah. they had to be benevolent because they didn't shoot back. Mm-hmm. So they must have been friendly. Absolutely. Either that or we really ticked them off and they're heading back to the mothership and they're coming back right it, as it's, we they're speak. Like, oh, this <laughs> is going to be quick, which is 100 years for them. But uh-huh. it's a short, just a short hop. Here's how our friends prove their theory. I'm that sorry. They're... Let's refer to them as ufologists. Oh, here's how the official... ufologists. Yeah. I can't say that word, which is why I wasn't doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I okay, over it. fine. I'm not good with my word. Uh, <laughs> this is how they prove that there had to have been something in those spotlights. Uh, and... They put it in Photoshop. And they adjust the holy crap out of it until a shape appears at the apex of all of those and searchlights. It's quite I, saucer shape. I just did that at work today. Uh, did you? Well, yeah. Did you do yeah. that with that, that Los Angeles Times? No, photo? I did it with a picture of some people, and they suddenly turned really, really pale and unhappy looking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Photoshop is fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, but here's my problem. Well, yeah. That <laughs> original photo mm-hmm. was retouched. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they took that photo to make it proper for print and stand out from the page, they had to doctor the negative. They used white paint on the negative oh. to really, really make sharp contrast. Mm-hmm. So that is not a reliable image. Which is, okay. which is sad, too, because you know the original negative has been pretty much just defaced so it has but there was actually somebody found a copy of it in 2011 was it a a copy of it or was it just like a frame or two away it was an original it was a copy of the original native before they did the photo retouching so it didn't have paint and all that other crud on Uh it and they did the same thing they scanned the negative they did all the analysis and they didn't find as much Mm. of a distinct object in there which i personally believe that distinct object was probably the paint but they didn't find nearly as much there. Mm-hmm. But they still say, well, we, we found something because we knew what we were looking for. Uh-huh. I, you know, I looked at these pictures mm-hmm. um, online, and I, I think I would agree that it vaguely looks like there's something there. But in my opinion, what it looks like is there is like, 12 different spotlights all coming together to form a sp- like a, a thing a super like bright a shape, spot a bright spot yeah. on on a on a cloud of smoke or just a cloud or and, just whatever yeah. you know it that to me yeah. it doesn't look like there's anything solid or like of any kind of substance well there. you know and the thing about it is too is that um even if you had the original negative it was very dark out and so that one spot where they all came together was so bright, considering the settings that the mm-hmm. camera was on and everything, it was so overexposed, it was com- that part of the photo was completely blown out. And you and, know what the, the best part is? Yeah. It's obvious that it's an extended shot. Well, of course mm-hmm. it is. It had to be yeah. an extended shot. It's a delayed exposure. Yeah. And for anybody that looks at this image, there's a real easy way to figure it out. 
Don't look at the bright spot where all the spotlights are coming together, but instead look at all the little explosions, which are those anti-aircraft rounds going off. There's, I don't know, a dozen or so of them all exploding at once. Which ones are you talking about? The, well, there's the convergent point uh-huh. where the spotlights are at. Yeah. And then as you look in that dark sky area, you will see all these oh, those, bright those, those little dots, you mean? Yeah. I think those are lens flares. I don't think those no, are that it's it, it had to have been a delayed exposure. And there was only, like I said, four to six locations that were shooting rounds off. Mm-hmm. Well, they can only shoot so fast. And yeah. everything couldn't have been exploded all at once so it had to be a several second if not a minute long exposure mm. yeah so anyway yeah the upshot of it is though is that 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 center spot where the saucer supposedly was mm-hmm. is completely blown out oh yeah no so, no i don't care how sophisticated your computer software is you can't restore information that's been destroyed right if it's gone, it, it's gone. It's yeah gone. no and i i do not disagree with you at all well so, and it you know it's gone in a really interesting way mm-hmm. but it's gone <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's no longer there. Yeah. yeah, and so, yeah. So that is the first ufologist's theory. Did okay. I say that word right? I think it's Uf- actually pronounced ufologist. Ufologist. <laughs> ufologist. You guys cut I'm it out. I'm sorry. Okay. Next UFO theory is that it was a horde of little alien ships. Oh, yeah. So here's here's what they say is that well actually we we talked about this the the footage yeah Remember I watched the, it the video footage Joe, Joe I don't know if you ever no, got... I did not get a chance to look at that okay well before we get into the footage I know I told Devin this but I really really love listening to the narration because it was old news film yeah and it was. In the county of Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. It's just really funny to hear it, hear it pronounced that way rather than Los Angeles as we all say it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's that mean? Nothing to the story. I just found it funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, they had they did get some film footage of the uh, the explosions, and people point out that they can make out shapes in the lower corner, uh, I think it's the lower left-hand frame of the corner near the spotlights, and then these shapes take off to the left. They don't really, though. I mean, okay, so, and I know I'm a little jumping on your toes right now. Nope, nope, have at it. But it just, okay, so there are two really great, super plausible explanations for this, both of which are way better than it's something that's like taking off right like okay you can see things exploding around this like space so okay maybe there is a little shadow that passes through the light maybe that actually happened but it like it's just as plausible that it's just a bunch of little shrapnel pieces Mm -hmm. as it is that they're like little ships Mm -hmm. they don't move in any way that stands out as like oh wow that that thing moves like a ship like it's being controlled by intelligent being Mm -hmm. it moves like gravity is pulling something through also, it's really old film. It's degraded. They got spots on it all the time, particularly if you're shooting a film in this kind of like weird shadowy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's black yeah. and white. Remember, everybody, we're talking black and white footage, and it's being shot in like there's just shrapnel going off everywhere. It's not ideal conditions. No, it's, it's middle of the night. You know, it's, it's actual dark. film. Things happen to it. And you can see, like, earlier in other places, in less interesting, maybe, places, that there are definitely spots on the film. Mm-hmm. So to say, oh, no, it's definitely not a spot, like, 
it just well because it wasn't convenient for it to be it was convenient for it to be a spot over there but it's not convenient here that just doesn't make sense to me well and the other the other thing about the footage that i saw is like i said some people everybody's analyzed the holy heck out of this and somebody took several frames of it and made stills and would point out a dot mm-hmm. by the way i have issue with the fact that sometimes they were dots and sometimes they were cigar shaped yeah. objects but i'm going to set that on the table is there's once there's one place that i saw where they say here it is in frame one and then the frame two that they've shown it's now shifted to the left and then in frame three it's gone up and to the left okay well here's the problem it's some guy out in the dark with a wooden tripod with a giant heavy film camera trying to pan around, which means that thing is shaking like mad from all the concussions. So, of course, the camera is going to vibrate and jerk around and whatever it's looking at and recording is going to, quote unquote, appear to move because the camera has actually shifted. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Mm. that the thing that really speaks to that theory is that they zoom really in on this one spot. Mm -hmm. Because if you were going frame by frame on all the film, you would see everything kind of jumping around. Yeah. I feel that's probably a fairly accurate assessment. And if you watch the footage, you can tell that things are really shaky. Yeah. It's Mm. really shaky footage. They didn't have steady cams. Might have even been handheld, you think? No way. No, maybe those, sho- it could have been on the shoulder. It might have been a shoulder camera, but I don't know. Those cameras were pretty big and yeah, bulky. Yeah, but at that in I've, I guess you know, like in extreme circumstances. Like oh yeah, that, in extreme circumstances, people, people will are just do it. Like, well, well, that's so. That's the horde of little ships. Let's move on to the next, which is, and I love this name. It is a variation for Pleiadian beam ship. Oh, a yeah. Pleiadian beam that's my, ship. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pleiadian. Okay. You, you yeah. Those guys. I'm on it. Okay. Here's here's how this goes. And I'm and I apologize if I sound like I'm dismissive of this theory. But you are, so I'm not trying to be. <laughs> but where this one comes from, I really, really call it shaky footage. Uh, so yeah. there's a person, like I said, everybody's been doing this photo analysis. And the one thing that the person who put this together is I really appreciated that they took the fo- the images from that night and they superimposed them onto current photographs of Los Angeles. So you can kind of get a perspective yeah. of where it was. Yeah, I, I saw that was pictures. really Those helpful. And that was cool. Yeah, it was yeah. really, and you know, they made them as gifts, so it kind of, the, the uh, photo, the black and white would kind of fade in and out, so you get a perspective of where it was. But what they did, this person did, in this particular article that I found, is they said, well, you know, there's this other guy who may, who's got all these UFO photos, and they took one of these supposed UFO photos that is from a guy named Billy Meyer. And they took Billy Meyer's photo, and he's, and that's where the name Variation 4 Pleiadian Beamship came from. Is He says that's what it is. Uh-huh. How and does they, he know that? He made it Because he talks to aliens. Because he made it yeah. up. I know. He exactly. talks to aliens. Uh, yeah. But no, they, they, they superimposed it, and when they did their, their adjustments to the original, the shape matches, hmm. according oh. to them. Okay, well, my, my issue with this is I'm not going to go into Billy Myers a whole lot. Actually, I've got about two sentences on Billy Myers because that's as far as I want to go. But this guy, since the 70s, has been publishing photos of alien craft. 
He's been publishing audio recordings of alien crafts. He's been reporting abductions, and he's been reporting contacts and conversations with alien species. Mm. He's been doing this for 50 years, and none of his stuff is even close to being substantiated. And I looked at some of his supposed photos, and they kind of look like the old hubcap on a string. Yeah. It's yeah. people like you that are put here by the aliens. I know, exactly. To keep people who are actually experiencing abduction. Does not compute. I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> should we kill him? Yeah, yeah, we probably should. No! <laughs> Let me get the nine mil. I'm just a lizard person. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real human being. But I, I, I got to say that his flying saucer, which I've seen pictures of, is, is kind of cheesy looking. It's oh. very, very 50s. It's, it's very 50s, <laughs> and it know, also like, looks exactly the same in every picture. Yeah. Right? And I think that there's something to be said for, like, too much of the same thing. Uh-huh. Maybe, yeah, show it from different angles, dude. Huh? Yeah, like, yeah. give us a different angle or yeah. something. Like, give it to us, like, lower or higher. You know, it's just yeah. like it looks the exact same in every Yeah, it's very one. convenient. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I have to say, and I don't want to blow my own horn, but I haven't ever faked a UFO photo, but I'm sure I could come up with a much better one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know I could. Yeah. And in fact, as soon as we're done recording, let's let's fake a UFO photo. Let's not. Oh, come on. Okay. Well, we're done with UFOs. So Aww. let's we're done with beam ships. Uh, yeah, we're done with the beam ship. But the Pleiadians are upset that we didn't give them more airtime. Mm. I know. Is it but... Pleiadians or Pleiadians? You know, I just went through the how to say <laughs> UFOologist. UFOologist. <laughs> you two are killing me. Uh, get it right, you racist. <laughs> Okay. Ah, well, our uh, next theory serious again. is actually one that everybody has heard, mm. which is that it was a weather balloon. Okay. So I talked to my mom about these stories. <laughs> every no, listen. She like she just wants to know. She's just very interested, and she said, "You know, what are you guys recording tonight?" And I was kind of telling her, and she said, "Oh, I bet it was a weather bro- balloon. It's always a weather balloon. It's always uh, a weather it balloon." Always is. But like she said that, so it's a total trope. Yeah, it absolutely is a total trope. It's that or swamp gas. Yeah, yeah. The two things that were always oh well, that's what it was. That weird thing that you saw was uh-huh. swamp gas no, or a weather balloon. The weird yeah. the weird thing is is like uh, it's always a weather balloon. So you get the impression that weather balloon are being released like you know by the hundreds every hour well they are and but have either one of you ever seen somebody releasing a weather balloon i have not no Uh, because we have better technology than that now yeah well actually they they still use weather balloons well but they're not as much yeah but they do use yeah they're still in use but but let's let's get into this so they were actually in use on a regular basis at that time yeah Here's how a weather balloon works, just so we get the basis of it down, is it's a six-foot round balloon. It's got a piece of recording equipment on it, because usually it was for meteorological stuff, so weather and Mm -hmm. all of that. That's why they call them weather balloons. Exactly. And what happens is they let the balloon go, and it's got some kind of gas, helium or hydrogen, whatever it might be in it. It rises, and when it hits a certain altitude, the change in pressure is so great that the balloon, as it's rising, will begin to expand. It'll hit a certain altitude and hit its peak altitude, and the balloon will have expanded 
five to six times its original size, at which point it breaks. Wow. Yeah. And then all of the equipment that's on it would fall to Earth. It would get shattered. Uh, it wouldn't and get then... shattered, but then they would track it down, or it would have a tag on it, please yeah. turn into, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh-huh. X and X division, please call these people. They would come collect it, and they would take up whatever data it had recorded. Yeah. That's how a weather balloon works. Really basic. Mm-hmm. But they were being used all the time. Oh, yeah. And do you remember when I was talking about the reports that were coming in? One of the reports was there was an object that was moving, quote unquote, very slow. Yeah, I guess a balloon would be pretty slow, huh? A balloon is oh, yeah. can only go as fast as the wind currents. And yeah. I, from what I understand, the and the anti-aircraft positions them, them, themselves were releasing balloons just to get an idea of wind conditions, correct? Every six hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. fire! They, they were releasing <laughs> balloons every six hours. And as a matter of fact, shortly before the firing took place... The 203rd Coast Artillery Regiment had let one go. Oh, of course. Uh, So they let it go, and then they said, oh, what the hell is that? Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually, I think they were one of the regiments that might not have fired. Mm. There was one regiment that didn't shoot any rounds during this, and I think it was them. Cause Why I think weren't they're... they frantically on the horn like, I... stop, you guys, stop! I, I think they were, because their CEO was like, uh, dude, no. no. Calling everybody else, and they can't hear the phone ringing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on silent in their pocket. Exactly. You know. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so... Uh... But, okay, so I guess my question would be then, right, like, it's a balloon, right? So mm-hmm. it's like... You like you hit it once with shrapnel and it's done. Not necessarily. Really? Yeah. yeah. So this was when I was doing the reading on this. I actually had to go out and do a little research on weather balloons because I I thought the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like a party balloon. You hit it with something and it's gone. It pops. Yeah. But that isn't the case. They're actually pretty thick because think about it. It expands yeah. five to six oh, times yeah, its width. Uh-huh. And here's here's how it goes: is that things that are in the air so. This they refer to it as rigid and semi-rigid crafts. So you could think of like a balloons blimp. as semi-rigid, and like the old zeppelins, mm-hmm. that would be a rigid craft. Okay, that are using air pressure of some kind of or gas pressure mm-hmm. to rise. They don't need to hold their shape a hundred percent to float. No. and when things collide into them, they dent. And it bounces off, or maybe they get a small puncture, but they may not just pop yeah, all the way oh. right there. Slowly sink. And, and the thing about it is, too, this is Los Angeles, so if it, if it flops to the ground, deflated, mm-hmm. well, it's Los Angeles. There's lots of litter. And it's so everybody's going to think, wow, this is just some trash. Yeah. And it probably got swept up the next day and if, it, if, it, if it landed within city limits. Yeah, that's exactly right. And And if not... There were weather balloons coming down all the time, right? Yeah, because they exactly. were releasing them every six hours. Oh, and by the oh. way, by the way, to our LA listeners, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I know that Los Angeles is no trashier than most American cities. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. But, but no, that's the thing is that it, would, it said, would just look like garbage. Yeah, and yeah. if it, if it gets a puncture. Let's say that uh, you know one of these anti-aircraft rounds goes off near it. It's not going to explode. It's going to get a couple of punctures, and then it's going to do what balloons in your house do. Your party balloons that go. 
and they slowly go down when they get the little puncher in them that instead was good of a sound effect. It was. Yeah. I worked on that for hours before I know, the show. I Thank know. God they got that on tape too. <laughs> yeah. We can use that again and again and again. <laughs> Wait, we use tape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's it's very plausible that it was a weather balloon. The the thing is is and this and the next theory I have issues with saying it was a weather balloon because that doesn't say or that doesn't explain what was picked out up off the coast. Mm. Remember could all be. that all that 120 miles? Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Well, it could be that these guys released it and it, it roared out, zipped out to 100 miles off the coast, and then slowly came back in. Or more likely, it could be coincident, coincidental. Um, it could have been something it, else. It could be. And radar is not 100% effective. I mean, you can pick up ghosts on radar. Mm-hmm. And it was it like, like an hour out. later, right? They saw yeah. something out there, and then like an hour later. Right. Mm-hmm. Which a, I guess that, the that's time... Some, no, that's a, that's, even for that time, that's a really slow-moving plane. Yeah. 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 It's very, well, and you know, you talked about the... Uh, what was the, the bomb balloons? What was the one you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. The Japanese made these balloons mm-hmm. and, and launched them, and the idea... It was to cause mer- you know mayhem in the mm-hmm. U.S. and everything like that. And I forget what they called them. Ah, uh, and I can't think. I um, know the name, and I can't think of what. Yeah, they're called, but I know but... one of them actually landed in in southern Oregon and killed some people. Mm-hmm. It did. It, it was did. a picnicking. A family that was having a yeah. picnic. Yeah, and, and it came things, down and. These things were, you know, they they actually were. They would go up and they would go to a certain like a certain level, and then they would, they would, they would come back down and, and from just losing gas. Mm-hmm. And, and they had they, a pressure valve basically. They, a, they just... basically yeah. They had an altimeter on them at a certain point they would drop a sandbag to to make them go back up again mm-hmm. and when they came back down again they'd drop another one they keep doing that and then eventually uh at a certain point when they're out of sandbags they start dropping incendiaries and then at the and then the last thing is a big just a big bomb an mm-hmm. anti-personnel bomb yeah and so the incendiaries were supposed to start house fires forest fires you know whatever and then the, the big bomb was just going to land on the ground. And somebody will find it. It'll, it'll blow their it'll blow their arms off or kill them or whatever. Or it's a messy business. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they weren't that effective, but you know, and 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 uh, we managed to keep it a complete secret. So none of these incidents were publicized, and so it had and, and so it actually had a great. It worked for us because Japanese eventually stopped doing it because they weren't hearing anything about it. So they assumed none <laughs> of them were actually getting here or doing anything. And so they figured it was a waste of time, and so yeah. they stopped doing it. That was good on our part. I know, yeah. smart Good move. job, Secret Service. Yeah, good job, you guys. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move into the, the next series. Trying to talk about. I sorry. was, I was, but and again, I I'm going to preface this with the same thing that I finished the last one on, which is this does not explain what we picked up on radar, mm-hmm. but the next theory is that what they saw was clouds. Well, yeah, could have been. Maybe. It's actually very plausible if you think about it, because if there is clouds and there's a lot of smoke from mm-hmm. all of these, th- this uh, ordinance going off in the air and, and, you're, and lights and you're trying to focus on it and the clouds are shifting around and the smoke is drifting, it's going to look like there's some kind of shape moving in there. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen a, a, a spotlight shining on clouds. I'm sure you have like on, on just mm-hmm. low deck. Light. It looks like a, it looks like a, a flying saucer yeah. zipping around. That's exactly right. If, yeah. you, if you see, uh, you know, car, I always see car dealerships doing it or, or sports mm-hmm. events yeah. where they have the big the big swooping spotlights and if it's cloudy out you're absolutely you can just see this roving disc in the sky it's kind of fun i like it yeah and i always shoot at those 
<laughs> but if you also look at the photos, uh, again, that, that one iconic photo, you can see that the beams of light all kind of hit. And then there's a little bit of diffused light coming off of the opposite end of where each beam should be. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of it, but that would indicate that it was hitting some kind of cloud and some of it was leaking through the edges, but that was it. Or that it was no. reflecting off of a metallic object. Or that it was reflecting. And it actually, could have been reflecting off their shields, too. It could have been. Actually, you know, it's funny. It, you bring that up. I wasn't going to talk about this, but we're going to go back to your UFO friends. No, I'm not saying that word. <sighs> uh, there is one person who I really, I've got to give them uh, props for taking and tracking the the vectors of each of those lights. Yeah, yeah I saw that And they, one. they have one. one. There's one particular There's light one that oddball. should be in a straight line, and then it seems to jog off about yep. 20 degrees after it hits that center yeah, mass. Yeah, it's wow. a little weird. Although, let's be fair, clouds can do that. They can. Well, yeah, and it's... Uh, and that, it and is that, water. That's an interesting observation on his part, but at the same time, also, you got to remember that this this... Negative has been so intensely. What's the word I'm thinking about? Debased. Uh, God knows. God it's overanalyzed. Uh, yeah, I mean, what would it mean? It's like the, the original negative was so intensely touched up that mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody decided to add add an extra little streak in there. I mean, it's, it's well, and if, and if he's looking at the unaltered version, mm-hmm. which I I think that this person was because I remember seeing the side by sides of the original and the unaltered. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it looks a little weird, but I don't know that it means that it's reflecting. If that was going to happen to one beam, you think it would happen to all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But their their light bending shields might have saved right. the day. Yeah. Anyway. What do so, I know? No, yeah. you don't know anything. I don't know anything. Yeah. Last theory, which is, kind of relates to what Joe and I were talking about about the balloon bombs, is the official War Department statement. If you remember, the official War Department statement said they were commercial planes operated by an enemy from secret fields in California or Mexico or were light planes launched from Japanese submarines. Mm-hmm. Okay, Japanese submarines were able to and had been known to launch small light aircraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not not to the level of like the Surkouf that we talked about, but, but these are very a, small light, but it's possible. It's a similar thing, though. though. The, the whole idea is, that, is to put them up to, to go around looking for targets. Right. Reconnaissance. But it is possible. It's possible. It is possible. But yeah. I think we kind of already kind of, you know, ran that into the ground is, well, what did they get out of it? Nothing. Yeah. What did they get out of it? They couldn't get out of their spies on the ground. And yeah. where are they? We, okay. We pumped a crap ton of ordnance into the air and there's all these fragments going around. You think we would have got something. Yeah, probably. Mm. And we got nothing. Yeah. So I, 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 I really, I have, I, I think that I that was it. just kind of a safe face, but uh, I did, yeah. I, I looked at it, I was like, I well, know. I guess it is plausible that it could have been some sort of enemy craft. Vaguely, yeah. But we never heard any mention of enemy airfields in use on the continent or in, you know, in the continental United States or in Mexico. We never heard of any of that. So it doesn't seem to have a lot of basis or a lot of footing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A little, little shaky to I me. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, pretty much. And again, uh, you know, we they would have found some wreckage. So yeah. yeah, I think that we can rule that out. Yeah. Uh, it could have been just like some people out just flying around, you know, no, no Japanese at all. Of course, we would have found their wreckage too. So Again, we'll, we'll yeah, that therein lies the rub is, yeah. well, where are they? 
And yeah. why didn't they say, uh, hi, U.S. military, you tried to shoot me out of the air, stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, you would think that somebody would have said something. I mean, maybe they were too embarrassed when they realized the, the hubbub that they created by taking their unauthorized nighttime flight. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They were embarrassed, yeah. It was okay. Amelia Earhart. No, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to solve this mystery. Oh, well, we are out of theories, so please. Yeah, okay. What is your solution, Mr. All Joe? Right. So there were six anti-aircraft batteries around the town, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, and five, or five of the six opened fire and wasted 1,440 rounds. Right. Right. Those rounds were manufactured by Acme Corporation. Okay. Acme Corporation bribed the gunners of five of those stations to waste 1,400 plus rounds <laughs> so that they could make some money. Oh. Yeah. So it was Acme. Oh. Yeah. It's always Acme. It's always Acme. Freaking so, darn roadrunner. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, that, that actually would be kind of a sweet deal, you know. I mean, if you could bribe people to just waste lots of rounds so they, the government has to keep coming back and buy more from you. It would be. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, as much as it sounds like I'm following the company line, I really... After doing the research, I think it was the weather balloons. I agree Because they're with the that. only things that could have sustained the amount of fire and stayed in the air for a bit of time mm-hmm. before coming down. And then nobody would have thought twice when they saw them on the ground. Well, I, you know, I'll give that one a close second. I'm going to go with Acme Company perfidy. Okay. Yeah. Right, Devin? Oh, so you put me in a hard spot because most of me... Wants to say Pleiadians, definitely the Pleiadians or Plebeians or Pleiadians, Pleiadians or however uh, you say it, uh, Paladins or Pleiadians, Pleiadians, No, but I mean, you know, I also want to be rational and say, I, you know, I, weather balloons makes a lot of sense. Yes, it doesn't really explain, you know, why an hour before they the radar caught something but like so maybe the ja- japanese did send a recon thing and that like freaked us out a little bit and they were just like reconning to see how close they could get before they did know, something and were just... seen or anything i well, don't know they, they might have actually been and you know if, if it was a japanese aircraft say launched from a submarine they might have just been exploring our radar defenses. Yeah, like that's so. exactly what I so, mean. So yeah. they launch a plane, they fly until they detect radar emissions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we've been picked up. They turn Great. around to go back. Turn around you know? and go and back and then sink down. Out. Yeah, and, and yeah. so it could have been, or it could have been just a random occurrence, too. Yeah, it well, could, it could have been even been. one of our planes. And the, yeah, there is some, some evidence that adds validity to that because when the object, remember I said it was off the coast? And then it came inland, mm-hmm. and then it disappeared as it hit the the foothills outside of the or in just inland from the coast. Mm-hmm. So it disappeared. So it could have been, like you're saying, it may have been a plane. Oh, we've been caught. Duck down below where we should be visible, and turn around and head home. Yeah, that yeah. is completely I mean, possible. You know, so I guess I'm torn between knowing that aliens exist and this was probably their first attempt at contact. Which we screwed up. Yeah, which yeah. We, we were the worst house guests ever. And, ever. Now they're, and now they're arming for bear. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know. Yeah, these human beings are dicks, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're man. going away, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's how aliens talk. I know you know, know that as a sentient robot that they yes yeah yes this is going a little too far i'm so sorry that's okay all right 
Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, all of the links about this particular episode will be on the website. As always, that website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. When you're on the website, you can listen to the episodes and you can always go ahead and leave us a, a comment. We've been we've gotten a couple of those recently, which is good to have back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go ahead and find us on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, go ahead, take the time to subscribe and leave us a rating. Uh, we've been getting more of those, which and is good. And comments, too. Yeah. yeah, the comments and the ratings, awesome. those, are, those are starting to roll in, which is fun times. Now, if you know that an episode should have come out, but you haven't had a chance to go to iTunes and you're out and about, you can just use Stitcher to stream Stitcher. the episode mm-hmm. nice. from any mobile device, whatever it may be. And last but not least, we are, of course, on Facebook, so go ahead and find us, friend us. We've got the group. If you want to join the group and chat with folks, please have at it. And of course, last but not least, you can always second just... Second last and not least. Second... Uh, oh, anyway, uh, you can send us an email. That email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. So if you've got ideas of things you'd like us to look into or just general comments, stuff mm-hmm. like that, feel maybe, free to send them. Yeah, maybe somebody that you know has disappeared, like, you know, been abducted by UFOs and you want us to find them. Yeah. You, we so, can be UFO... If, you ufologists. If you're from a Pleiadian beam ship, please write us an please. email. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But uh, we actually do have uh, an email that we were going to read this week. And uh, Joe, one you... or two. We, you know, the mailbag is always is, is overbrimming with letters. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll just we just you know randomly pick a few out to read. So this guy is from a guy named Joe Blank. I'm not going to give you his last name. Hey, thinking sideways. Love your show. I work at a big windowless warehouse all alone and spend nearly all of my time listening to podcasts and audiobooks on a variety of subjects. <clears throat> but I have always had a love of the mysterious and creepy events in history. Which we're all about. Yep. In high school on the East Coast, I was a big Art Bell fan. And, oh, Art Bell and us. Hey. Well, yeah, yeah we just talked about him last week. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, and had a tape recorder set to, to set to a timer so I could record shows while I slept until as he was not on until 1 a.m. EST. I wish there was a podcast in the same vein. And then I found Thinking Sideways a little before Christmas and binge listened to every episode. The show is clever, and I appreciate how careful you are to articulate all explanations equally. I recommended the show to my friend who listens to the podcast other than WTF, and now he listens to. Nice work. So thanks a lot, Joe. We appreciate that you appreciate us, and uh, you know, keep those cards and letters rolling in. And we like that too. you like us. And yeah. I really, I really hope that that you know we make life in that. Uh, uh, it's a windowless warehouse, I believe. <laughs> yeah, a, a little better. Because I've worked in a, a cube village before, which was in the center farm. of a gi- yeah, in the center of a giant building, and so I could see you know eighty ninety yards away was a, a window with sunlight, so I, I can kind of relate. Yeah, which is still fun. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, know. I hope I hope things are going okay. So well, we, we have another piece of listener mail that I wanted to read. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, more fan mail for Devin. Yeah, it's some fan mail for Devin. Um, <laughs> Actually, it's uh, since we already talked about my mom tonight, we're going to talk about my dad. It's yeah. from him. I didn't know he was listening to the show, but apparently he is. <laughs> um, and he just sent us an email, and it just says, See, and this link, and it's a link to Wine Spectator that is about uh, how well champagne ages in reference to the Baltic Sea anomaly. Uh, oh, yeah. We were we were wondering about why they were going after the, the old champagne, champagne yeah, in the bottom. Yeah, we were like, oh, yeah. it was probably gross. Apparently, it ages totally fine. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, don't, I still don't think it was like a UFO. 
but yeah. Well, yeah. thanks, Devin's dad. Now, thanks. now I know. Yeah, yeah. now we know. know. There and was actually a legitimate reason for them to be going after that champagne. Oh, and yeah. I really love the way your dad told you he's listening to the show. Yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. quite awesome. Yep. Hope, hope you're enjoying the show, Devin's dad. <laughs> dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gang. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, so we will be chatting with you next week. Have a good one. Ah, next time, we're going to solve another one. See you then. Ufologists.